from the players and the coaches. And now it's time to hear from you. This is Jazz Playoff Overtime with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The second best, well, maybe third best Utah, now second best Utah Jazz news in the last, uh, let's say, 37 hours. Ooh, I like that. Jazz, nice, nice math on there. Jazz go up two games to none on the Clippers behind Donovan Mitchell's 600 points. Dude, it was awesome game again. The first uh, good Jazz news being uh, what Jordan Clarkson did for uh, the Yum Yum food truck up in Lake. Wasn't that cool? Really, that was really, really nice of him to really do that. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, your Jazz get it done. 117-111, as mentioned, Donovan Mitchell with you another dynamic game uh and uh our guy greg sent in a stat that we gotta get to here in just a minute about donovan mitchell but it's time for your phone calls 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show 855-340-ZONE we are here so that you can be here we are here until you stop calling too we're here until you don't want to be here that's right and then dj and pk will be here and you can join them whatever you need to do we are here now the record gentlemen for jazz play he's johnny by the way i'm austin alex lundberg behind the glass with us as always uh the record for latest jazz playoff overtime 4 11 really 4 11 a.m okay alex thinks we can do that tonight alex thinks we can beat it i'm ready i'm i'm let's go so let's make this happen austin it's a quarter to one right now we've got three hours to go four if, hours to go if we made it to 4 12 or beyond, we'll have a new record. I have to do a shout out to my son if he's staying up that late. He, <laughs> he when I'm coming home, he better not be open until or up until 4 a.m. Though. Now, to be fair, it was a 8:49 tip off. That that yeah, game. It, it was, was supposed to be 8:30. It was supposed to be yeah. eight, wasn't it? No, I'm talking about the one that set the record. Okay, all right. Several years ago, but uh, the Jazz do get it done 117-111. While you call in 855-340 zone, here's how this one went down. Donovan Mitchell scored 10 of the final 12 Jazz points in Game 1. In fact, he scored 32 of the 65 second-half Jazz points in Game 1, or better said, half of the points Utah put up in the second half of Game 1. And it was more of the same right away as Donovan took hold of Game 2 early. Donovan, pick and roll. They force him to his left. He rises and fires for three, and he's still hot. Oh, he has not cooled off in the last 48 hours. 7-2 Utah. That's Paul George trying to defend him. What a great screen set there by Rudy. Here's Donovan in the front court with the crowd in different three different colored t-shirts watching in a full house here in Salt Lake. Crossover, rise, fire. Oh, Donovan Mitchell! How about that start tonight? 7-0 Donovan run. 10-2. Root blown off the building already. Timeout Ty Lue already. Donovan's marvelous. How about it? Oh, my! We got to go to timeout, and I don't want to. 10-2 Utah. Get up and cheer. Right side Donovan, guarded by Paul George. Breaks the 45, gets to the cup, lays it in. 12 for a start. Game one, Donovan had 23 points off drives to the basket. The house was jumping with every Donovan pullback, pull-up, and crossover. But he wasn't the only one who brought his A game on Thursday night. Long outlet pass to Bogdanovich in the right corner. 
Rudy sprinting the floor, catches, lays it up and in. Bogdanovich with a dime from the right side to a sprinting Rudy Gobert. This all started with Boyan sprinting, r running the floor, and Donovan Mitchell passing ahead. Clarkson guarded by Paul George. Pull back three, swish. Man, that was a tough shot. Paul George has as good a defensive resume as anybody this side of Rudy Gobert. Paul George, he'll take the three over favors. Back rim, no good. 20 to 14, George one for three after a miserable first game. Donovan splits the double team, drives the lane, lays it up and in. Another timeout for Ty Lue. 22, Donovan flexes, high stepping to the crowd with flexed arms right in the front of the orange t-shirted section of the crowd. And Donovan Mitchell's ignited this place. 22-14 for the Jazz. The Clippers though would keep things interesting in the first quarter. Pull up three for Paul George and a two for one over Oni is good. Rather Leonard comes to the front the court, guarded by Royce O'Neal, who's done a fabulous job on driving, sees Gobert, passes it out to Cousins. Cousins attacks, Gobert is there, Cousins goes after him and lays it up and in. Beverly is not much of an offensive player, but a good spot up shooter. Gives to Paul George, guarded by Oni. Right side, Batum, Niang gets caught reaching in the cookie jar, and that'll be a foul and a three point shot. But Joe Ingles snapped a bit of a funk with a punctuation mark to end the first 12 minutes. Ingles, quick release three. Yes, sir! Joe Ingles from the left corner. 30-26, I love the quick release there, Ron. Yeah, you catch it high, he caught that about shoulder high and just released it from that standpoint. Luke Kennard did follow that with a buzzer beating three and it was Utah by just one, 30-29 going into the second frame. Things would stay closed for most of the second quarter with the squads exchanging buckets and foul calls. But with six minutes to go in the half, Donovan Mitchell took center stage once again. Donovan, deep, deep, deep three. This one from Provo and it's good. 45-40, Donovan. Crossover dribble at Morris, ball fakes, twirls around for a tough fadeaway and hit it. Eight feet out, Donovan gets a switch with Morris. Six on the clock. Pulls back for a 32-foot three, and it's good. Are you kidding me? 27 for Donovan Mitchell. It was a 13.66-53 Utah lead at the half. And even knowing the Clippers' offensive capabilities, frankly, it didn't feel all that close in the moment. Certainly, Donovan Mitchell had picked up right where he left off. Joe Ingles finding a little groove. Rudy Gobert doing his three-time Defensive Player of the Year act. And Boyan Bogdanovich adding needed points and, yes, important defense. But any dreams of the Clippers packing it in for the second half were quickly dashed as Reggie Jackson dreamed of scoring titles. Bogdanovich left side. Clippers are moving actively. Skip pass to Donovan. Goes to the corner, takes a tough three as the shot clock expires. Rebound comes out to Jackson. Clippers are long and active in that zone, but the Jazz just will get some looks as Reggie Jackson drives the lane and scores. So Reggie Jackson found out the scrap heap in Detroit is trying to will the Clippers back. It's 76-62. Jackson, who's been very active, works to the right side, brings Gobert out. Driving one-on-one -on, -one on Gobert, wiggling, fades back with a tough jump shot and hits it. Reggie Jackson can really heat up. It's a 9-0 run. Jackson has, I believe, seven of them. George to the front court, right side to Jackson again. Left-hander drives to the rack, puts it up and in, plus a foul. Reggie Jackson, who at one point in his career averaged 19 points a game in Detroit, 
is going back to that era. Jackson driving, beats Clarkson to the basket. Layup good. Eight point game, 91-83. Jackson poured in 16 points in the third quarter. He would end with 29, 19 over his season per game average of just over 10. But Donovan Mitchell and Bojan Bogdanovic are used to having lines like that themselves and did some scoring of their own on Thursday night. Donovan Mitchell has 30 points. He comes to the front court. They switch him. He drives. He jump stops. He's off balance. He put it up and in. I don't know how. Because he's Donovan Mitchell. Donovan crosses over, splits the double team, jumps high in the air, contours his body and lays it up in the left hand and scores it. Incredible. 101-101. Six minutes to play. Kawhi Leonard spinning, driving, sees Gobert, kicks to Batum, misses. That's going to be the series, is whether they hit that corner three after dragging Gobert in. Bogdanovich, quick three the other way. Yes! Thank you for pushing the ball up the floor, playing a little faster, break the paint. Ty Lue just called a timeout. Again. And in a season defined by double-digit runs, the Jazz added another key one to their Wikipedia profiles in the fourth quarter. Inbound to Ingles. Joe's played 28 minutes. He has 16 points tonight. Comes off a Gobert pick. Terminates. Gives to Rudy at the top of the key. Back to Joe. Comes off a right hand. Finds Rudy on the roll. Goes to the rack and dunked it plus the foul. Rudy Gobert with a fabulous move at the rim. Double clutching, bouncing off throwing it in the cylinder. Ingles nodding his head. O'Neal, nothing happening. Eight on the shot clock. He gets a switch on Morris. Ingles drives, throws out to O'Neal, right side three. Rolls Royce! 110-103. Five, seven, assist Ingles. Kawhi, driving with his right hand that he prefers. Out to Morris for another three. Rudy flying out of misses again. Offense rebound, Leonard short, rebound Bogdanovich. Rudy Gobert has defended the three-point line on three huge plays. Ingles, wide open, right side, three, tickles the twine. They left Joe Ingles wide open. He hits the three, and you cannot hear me. It was a scary moment as Donovan Mitchell and Paul George got tangled up. Mitchell finished the game laboring under some pain. Paul George then made things interesting with a late three. But in the end, Utah will head to Los Angeles with a two-game cushion. Gobert steals it. And the Jazz are up two games to none. 117-111 is the final score. The Jazz only trailed this game for about 30 seconds. They lost a 21-point lead. But the Clippers took the lead at the 6.37 mark. Joe Ingles came back down 11 seconds later, hit a shot, and Boyan Bogdanovich followed with a three, and the Jazz never trailed again. Yeah, Clippers uh, made it somewhat. At the, we were out in the lounge. I was going, oh, my gosh, this is starting to look a little hey. like game one it got a a little scary didn't it for a minute there but it wasn't really because donovan instead of throwing the ball away went in and scored a layup yeah he did and then uh to put everyone with him to put everyone a little bit at ease donovan did say in his post-game availability he's good uh it was tender it will probably be tender but he said he could go do sprints right now if you asked him to i love that line that he said uh you want me to go do sprints right now let's go (laughs) and speaking of donovan mitchell 
He has now scored 25, 29, 30, 30, and 45. So amazing. Then to add to that, tonight's total of 37. 37. Greg Harvey with the numbers here. The Jazz have won six straight playoff games for the first time since their last time in the finals, 1998. Okay. Donovan Mitchell becomes just the second player ever to have 25-plus points and go undefeated in each of his first six playoff appearances of a season. The only other player in NBA history did it twice. Any guesses as to who that was, Johnny Lightfoot? Would that be Carl Malone? Nope. No? Any guesses, Alex Lundberg? I'm going to say the GOAT, Michael Jordan. No, the true GOAT, LeBron James. The true GOAT? 2009 and 2017. He did it twice. The true GOAT? We're going to have... Michael Jordan never did that. We're going to go to blows here. 855-340-ZONE. But, Greg, thanks for the stats there because that's crazy. Only two guys have ever done it. Donovan Mitchell's one of them. He is a true superstar. There's no other way to explain it, define it, whatever you want to say. Donovan is a superstar, and he is showing it in the playoffs. Eat your heart out, Shaquille O'Neal. Man, you know, he's not going to get the respect, unfortunately, until he wins a championship, which we're going to do. But <laughs> we're. <laughs> I'm part of the team. You're you getting know a that. ring? You know, I, yeah. I wonder if we would get rings. I have my own ring. It's coming. It's got my name on it. I know the broadcasters get rings. You Do they really? Yeah. Well, well, I'm getting one. Are you? Yes. <laughs> Whether you have to commission it yourself. I will commission it myself. Uh, all right. So that's Johnny's thoughts. Alex, I'm getting your thoughts out the gate here before we go to the phone lines because I always feel like we bury you and then get your thoughts after everyone's gone to sleep. So tell us your thoughts behind the glass watching this performance, not just by Donovan, but the Jazz uh, as a team. You know, I thought that this was – a game that the Jazz came out in the first half and they they imposed their will on the Clippers throughout the first half. Donovan was a big part of that, but I feel like the Jazz were just hitting on all cylinders and the Clippers were frantic. They were trying new lineups. Um, David Locke pointed out a lot in the broadcast that there were a number of lineups that they had put out there that had never been played before in the season. It was guys who had never spent a minute on the floor together mm. in a game. Wow. Um, what a decision oh. by that coach. And so by Lou? Yeah. It just seemed like they were just throwing anything and everything at the wall just to see what stuck. And then in the second half, they found something that did stick, and it was a zone. Did Rajon Rondo play, yeah. Alex? I don't think he did, did he? Uh, let me see here. Off the top of my head, no. I don't yeah. believe he did. But they found uh, that zone. But that zone really threw, a, you know, threw the jazz for a loop. They really struggled to, to, to combat that, and that's what led – the Clippers back into this game and to the point where they took the lead and the Jazz showed their resiliency that they were able to hang on to 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 keep this you know in in their control they led the, the entire way right up until you know the Clippers took a, a 101-99 lead yeah mm-hmm. and then the Jazz came back grabbed on held on had a patented 10-0 run. Kind of, yeah, they, yeah, they did what they needed to do. A quick 10-0 run. Yep, real you know, fast. Really fast. And uh, my thoughts, and then we'll get out to the phone lines, is exactly what that point of the game that you're talking about, Alex, where the Clippers found that zone and were shutting down the Jazz O for a minute. And Reggie Jackson had the game of his life, it seemed. Was that Reggie Jackson? 
They hit that three? <laughs> it was. Sorry, it was. inside joke there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> someone else asked someone else that tonight. And <laughs> the only guy on either team wearing glasses was the one that went off tonight and for the Clippers. Uh, but uh, that's why I actually feel okay about those that zone shutting down the Jazz O because I don't see Reggie Jackson scoring 29 again. No, he was the highest scorer, uh, highest scorer on the Clippers with 29 points. Paul George had 27, and uh, Kawhi had 21. So Reggie led the team. And Kawhi Leonard's final shot in this game came at the – oh, I just had this. The last shot that uh, Kawhi Leonard attempted uh, was at the – Lost ball, turnover, offensive misses three foot tip shot at three fifteen left in the game. Kawhi Leonard did not take another shot. And we were sitting in the lounge with uh, with Tim Lacombe and uh, with Jake Scott, and I think it was you that said, "Why is anybody else shooting and not giving the ball to, to Kawhi?" And you, I think you said, "Anyone who shoots should be fined eight thousand dollars if their name is not Kawhi." <laughs> Seriously, but you know what? The Jazz did a great job shutting that. That out of that shot down, which yeah. I love. All right, out to the phone lines, 855-340-ZONE, 37 from Donovan Mitchell, 117-111, the Jazz win, go up two games to none, head to L.A. Our guy, Jordan, don't call me Kennard, Kennard has called <laughs> in. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, hit us with it, buddy. What do you think? First, um, Michael is the GOAT, not LeBron. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. Other than that, Austin, I usually agree with you. Oh, okay. Well, you know. He's coming over to my side. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, if they played one-on-one, it's ugly. LeBron gotta, wins by, like, you, a shutout. you got to put Jordan in his prime. Come on. Still. Yeah. And, and LeBron in his prime. He's got, like, 85 pounds and 7 inches on him. And his hairline keeps getting farther back. <laughs> hey, hey. I take offense to that. But anyway, let's talk about the Jazz. Let's talk about the Jazz. <laughs> Um, it was an amazing game. Um, there's so much I would love to talk about from all of our players um, stepping up on defense and on offense when needed. Uh, Rudy, two things that are coming in my mind. First, we got to find a way to get Rudy the ball when they go small ball because he had so many opportunities to just do a alley-oop dunk. So he was, there's no one who could guard him in some of those plays but we were not able to get it to him i'm sure quinn's gonna figure that out and once that happens it's gonna be domination Mm -hmm. um two the biggest thing that i heard coming back from the game game one of this series was oh the jazz played their best and they barely won against the clippers and the clippers gave up a big lead it was the opposite we had the big lead and we almost gave it up but we unlike the clippers persevered to the end had the mental fortitude to get the game back into our side of the of the points of winning uh, i think that shows our maturity for this team and how much they trust each other and how much they really want this because um we just had the same situation as the clippers last time and instead of losing that game they won it he, jordan brings up a good point there that the trust factor between this team is off the chart it's amazing what they do. It doesn't matter if someone's having a bad game. They get it to the person who is having a great game every time. Yeah, if there was ever a 30-for-30 30 30 type documentary where we really got the nitty-gritty behind the scenes, those raw, tough conversations that happened 
last season ahead of the COVID shutdown, oh, man. after the COVID shutdown, during the bubble, after the bubble. This season was some of the drama that popped up. The plane, uh, the plane flight, you know, and and then this, the the most recent drama, Donovan Mitchell's injury, uh, yeah. a debate between trainers and staff and coaches and players. Uh, was agents involved? What's the deal there? And yet, you look at this thing, and what you both said there, the Jazz still trust one another, and who is that because of? Donovan. The real coach of the year, Quinn Snyder. Oh, you're going with yes. Quinn. Okay. Absolutely, because and I'll tell you why. Donovan Mitchell comes up hobbled late in this game. Looks like looks like he's done something horrible. Then he gets up, shoots the free throw, misses the first, makes the second. The Jazz end up calling a timeout. Uh, they uh, on the the ball went out of bounds, and Jazz get the ball, and they call timeout. And I thought for sure Donovan Mitchell was being subbed out at that point. And Quinn Snyder's coming out onto the court. Donovan's uh, bent over, and I I'm thinking, okay, Quinn's going to go and tell him to sit. Down. Right. Quinn left him alone. Nope. Nope. Donovan pretty much waved him off and just said, "I'm good." Let's well, go. Well, actually, Quinn Snyder didn't even right. approach because he he's that type of leader that he allows. I don't I don't know how to say this. He allows the players to lead themselves, but really he's at the helm. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, of course. He's of course the silent general behind the whole thing and it's impressive. I think uh, I think you're absolutely right with Quinn being the leader, but I also want to go in with uh, Joe, I think's one of the leaders and I definitely think Donovan is too. It's just there's so many on this team that can lead it and that's what I love and that's part of the whole trust factor going on. Jordan, thanks for calling in, buddy. Uh give that wife our best. And uh, go go uh, spend time, some time with her now that you've spent some time with us. He's calling again. Priorities. He's Priorities. calling again. 855-340-ZONE. Another guy that we can't do this show without every single night. Robin is back on the phone. Hey, Robin. Hey, Robin. Hey, what's up, guys? So if Jordan's anything like me, we're outside walking around the garden not to wake up anybody. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know. well, except the neighbors. I don't know. <laughs> You're walking around Probably the neighbor's garden, yeah. Mm-hmm. Peeping Tom around here, jeez. Whoa, man, easy now, Robin. Right... <laughs> Jordan's call was right on point, man. We won that game two separate ways, and just to add to his call, it was nice going down the stretch that it didn't have to be Donovan every time. And there was a Joe Engel sighting. Yes, there man. was. Um, but I'm a little nervous. No, just kidding, you guys. What? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> starting to feel confident now. Yeah. No, that's just what I said last time. Well, I'll, but, be, uh, I'll be real with you, Robin. Going into this game, I had a feeling that the Clippers were going to come back with a roar in this game. I did, too. And yeah, uh, it, the I, Jazz I, I predicted just did that, too. The Jazz just did not let them do that. So No, and you – and- not to play naysayer, but just remember the Clippers went down 0-2 last series as well. Took the, took the whole series of seven and came back. I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but I do. Hey, we're I not do the ex- Mavericks. We are not the Mavericks. Absolutely <laughs> right, Robin. But I do expect, and I'm not trying to be the, the, the bad guy here, but I do expect L.A. to get one. Oh, yeah. Come on. In I'm, L.A. This is, the type of se- this is a type of series where you almost, maybe not definitely, but almost have to forget the previous game and start over every single game. Like you have not those, played. Those have to be those have to be heartbreaking losses for Mr. Balmer in the front row there. That guy's quite funny. I want to slap Beverly, but hey, I wanted to say <laughs> one more thing before you guys hang up on me. Okay. okay. Jordan would win if we went to a game of fifteen. Mm-hmm. Jordan would probably win fifteen to what six? Fifteen to five? Against, over over LeBron? LeBron. LeBron. LeBron would flop, 
In a game of one-on-one, he would flop. Jordan would go 0 of 15 is what you mean. Oh, my gosh, Austin. <laughs> Love oh, you guys. Take care. Thanks. See you. <laughs> all you hardcore 90s you're, NBA You're just fans. trying to rally you know, rally up all the troops it's, so they make calls. I see what's going on here's over there. The, it's the same discussion. Any, any subject, when you talk about the goat of mm-hmm. said subject, it is a generational a- discussion. Oh, absolutely. The Beatles, the Eagles – the uh, uh, Whoa. Aerosmith stop uh or or you go Hank Williams, Garth Brooks, Taylor Swift or you go anything. You uh baseball, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s now. But basketball, it's always the same. There's going to be 90s fans who go with Jordan. There's going to be fans of my generation that have I didn't see all of Jordan's career. I saw most of Jordan's career, but I've seen all of LeBron's career. And mm-hmm. for me, he's the goat. There's going to be those that saw Olive Bird and Magic play, and they say they were they were better than Jordan, and back and back and back. So, All right. So listen. So whenever up. you talk <laughs> about goat, understand that there's it's a circ. You're going to go in a circle. Yeah, but you've got to you've got to throw the Beatles out of that subject. I'm the Beatles coming. are the greatest of all time. The oh, Beatles. Jeez. I don't even want to hear your, and you know, Monson and I agree on this. The Beatles. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> no, no, you, you really? and Mon- you no. and Monson agree on this. So I turn See, the rest of my time over to my opponent. This is a generation thing, I guess, like you said, but uh, just because you guys are uneducated. And since you brought up Monson, let me bring up the stat of the night. The Jazz did only shoot sixty-one percent from the free throw line. <laughs> I missed, love what you do. They this. missed eight free throws, Jake. Eight five five three four zero zone. I really don't want to talk anymore, LeBron go- Jordan. We're getting away from the focus of the right. show. Yeah, jazz. We are. We are. jazz. So admit that you lost. I won. Let's move on to the phone calls. Next, <laughs> Eric <laughs> is up here on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Eric, why is LeBron better than Jordan? Just kidding. The Jazz two zero on the Clippers. <laughs> go. <laughs> wow. First of all, what a great game. Go Jazz. Yeah, man. I don't know about I don't know about that whole debate. Thank you. But uh Thank you. a couple things I'd like to say <laughs> I'd like to say um thank you for staying up uh with us all night and a little shout out to all the people out there. Let's keep the phone lines going all night. Let's set a record tonight. Let's do it. Uh, Love that. Yeah. I, I would love for, nothing more for something AM, I'm sure. I would love nothing uh, more than to see DJ and PK walking in as we're walking out. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would right? be that would we high five them and and uh, say have a good show and yeah that'd be fun. Except you get asleep right. till like two until your show starts and I have to start work at eight. Yeah, I don't think yeah, my two year old will allow that. But yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, let's keep calling. Thanks, but, Eric. Um, yeah, what do you just, think of the game just, though? Just uh, one. Oh, it's a great game. One thing real quick, I think every game kind of has an X factor. The one thing that uh, stood out to me was Bogey's defense. I think that was uh, every every game someone kind of steps up and does something special. And that's just the one thing I got out of it. And uh, just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Thanks, Eric. It's a really good point because game one even, uh, Bogdanovich, when he's, when he's been asked to, He's been right in front of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And that's really, when, when you're talking about, Johnny, when you're talking about a guy like Bogdanovich, you're not talking about a wing defender. You're no. talking about a guy that you just ask to stay with his guy, stay in front of him, 
Make sure they're not just blowing by you all night. Make sure when they're shooting that shot that you're between them and the hoop. And Bogdanovich has done the minimum of that. In game one, he did the minimum of that. In game two tonight, he shut him down. He did completely. He got steals. He was doing everything you could imagine. And even Gobert was getting steals. And when you hit great. When the play of the game is forcing a jump ball, right? You know that Bogdanovich has done something special, right? Right, Alex? Absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. So, Eric, <laughs> Eric, your point is well heard and well taken. Bogdanovich, uh, and, you know, Enjoy these defensive performances from Bogey because Bogey, he's an offensive star, so it's going to be seldom, but it's happening in the most needed moment and of I, the season. I got to tell you, it's so good to have Bogey in the playoffs. Like Last year, he was definitely missed, and it's showing up how much he was missed this year. 855-340-ZONE. Spencer is next on uh, Jazz Playoff Overtime. What's up, Spencer? The second Spencer. We lost the first Spencer. Hey. Well, not the second we didn't. I don't know if we lost lost the first Spencer, but he's off the phone. So the second yep. Spencer, go ahead. All right. This, you hear me? Yes. Yes. What's up, Spencer? Okay. Well, um, so I just want to say thank you to the station because earlier today I won tickets, and so I was at the game, Woo-hoo. and it was nice. a lot of fun. What show did you win on? Uh, Hanson Hans Scotty. Scotty, you were a uh, part of the uh, TV theme songs. Yes, he was. You and uh, Lorraine yes. were going head to head. Yep. And uh, by the that way, you totally were first on that uh, disputed oh, one. Absolutely, wasn't even close. No, no, that was. I think they were just being kind to sweet Lorraine. But they were trying to give her yeah, a shot. I was gonna say, I, I mean, I felt like I had got there first, but I didn't want to. <laughs> well, Hans blew the whole thing because he jumped in. He's the Hans host. He can't <laughs> jump in. He picked the song. I know. Hello. I would hope he oh. knew what was coming. I know the answer. <laughs> I know the answer. It was fun, though. Thanks for uh, thanks for playing along, and I'm glad you got to go, Spencer. How was it inside the building? Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. And it, it was really special um, because I got to take a friend who had never been to a jazz game, let alone Vivint Arena. Wow. And... So it was really fun to. What were what were they in prison for? (laughs) Oh man! (laughs) Right? Just kidding. (laughs) How much merch did you buy? Did he buy for his first time here? (laughs) That what? So yeah, go ahead. He bought two jerseys and a sweater. Told you. (laughs) Nice. There you go. The jazz people will love to hear that. Spence, you may have just won tickets again. (laughs) (laughs) Hope so. But uh, it was it was just really fun to be with him because he was like just taking it in and and he really enjoyed like he's like oh there they're on the court there's Rudy there's Donovan there's George Yang you know and he was like super hyped to be there and I was too of course and it was just super fun and and uh, and I really noticed like a contrast in the building like when the Clippers came back and they went up by two and the arena is just kind of like pretty well dead <laughs> sure and then the jazz go on that 5-0 run it was just like a quick 5-0 run and it was just a total switch in the building and in the energy in the building it was amazing and then when joe hit that three to go up by 10 late it would <laughs> it exploded 
it was so fun. There's nothing better than when the, the whole jazz arena just goes off and it's so loud. I think Locke said in one of his uh, highlights, I can't even hear myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can't, right? you can't hear me. Yeah, that's what he said. That was yeah. probably the Joe three, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, the audience yeah. just went absolutely berserk, and it was great. That was so great. And I do have a question. Sure. So when the Jazz did the review for um, Paul George's foul that they called on Derek Favors, mm-hmm. where he pushed off, like what was with that? Like why it wasn't from overturned. What I could see, yeah, it because wasn't overturned. The thi- the thing about uh, NBA replay is even it, let's say the the official said you shoved your elbow into his back, and the replay shows you didn't shove your elbow into his back, but your <laughs> knee hit his thigh. Right. It's still a foul. So yeah. it's 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 not as detailed as any contact the referee in Sakakis can use as well. There's a foul there, so keep it going. It's yeah. not so cut and dry as like we all think it should be. It's definitely the foul could occur earlier. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. there's, there's a lot of reasons and a lot of factors to them turning over. The something. good news is it didn't come into play. Uh, right, it almost right. did later when the Jazz needed a. a a review and didn't have a, a challenge and that's the only one, time but. it came into view but our play but it didn't matter it that's didn't what matter i love end. about the challenge rule though is it adds some drama when do you it use it did you use it too soon should you have used it yeah. what was it one of the one of the earlier games didn't uh, a coach pull it out within like 10 seconds of the of the ball being like the beginning of the game he pulled it out so quick Quinn Snyder? no no oh. it, was, it was one of the no. earlier games and it's just like not us, a, a different playoff team. And it's like, well, there, that goes for the whole half. Not <laughs> a good move. That? Th- yeah. That's what everyone was saying. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. crazy. Right, yeah. Well, Spencer, I'm glad you got to go to the game and uh, thank your friend for spending money so we can have jobs. Appreciate <laughs> All right. it. Thanks, guys. Be well. Before you go to the next caller, Austin, he, Spencer touched on something that I thought was really cool. He mentioned his friend hadn't come to a jazz game, long less even the arena. Yeah. But he pointed out, he's like, there's Gobert. There's Mitchell, and he was almost starstruck, and I like that. They're real. That, it's, that, that's what's so cool. That's proving that these guys are becoming stars. I'm not sorry. They're not becoming stars. They are stars. 855-340-ZONE. Eric, number two. Eric the second. Hello, You're up here on Jazz Playoff Overtime Show. Eric. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Oh, it's not Eric. It's E-R-I-C. E-R-I-C. How are you? Are you listening now? The weather is fine outside. The stars are shining, and it's not raining on us. We wish it would rain, but we've just been raining on them a little bit of an onslaught of threes. Wouldn't that be funny for the Clippers to leave home now and go to Los Angeles where there's a drought? And we still drop a bunch of threes on them next game. And by the way, the only reason I'm calling in is because I'm a jazz fan. And my daughter, actually, for the first time in her life, got to go see a jazz playoff game. Oh, wow. And she actually said this morning, Dad, I've got tickets. And I said, oh, I'm so jealous. And she said, I think this is the biggest sporting event you've ever been to. And then she said, well, I think I went to Disney on ice with you at the <laughs> Delta Center a couple of times, you know. <laughs> hey, they're athletes, too. <laughs> we've been to the circus, you know. We've been to this stuff, and everything is fine and dandy. So 97 bucks with a T-shirt, up in the bleachers, kind of. Yeah. Screaming loud with her friends, because I think every one of them had to spend $97. 
I think there's like five or six of them. They must have figured that out. Was the uh, was the ninety seven dollars worth it? That's what I wanted. And how much was spent on merch, and how much was on liquid? Well, I'll tell you what. You get the free T-shirt when you get there. So that's an extra ten dollars off. So that's eighty seven bucks. And then I sent her a little Zell money, by the way. But did you say bail money? Zell. Oh, okay. Oh, Zell. I thought you said I said I sent her some bail money. <laughs> I, I heard that too. I was like, "Well, you're a good dad." She's not drinking beers in there because the beers in there are really expensive. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. But haven't been there for a minute. But anyway, the pretzels were a little expensive. But I said, "Hey, mm. daughter of mine, such a sweetheart." The pretzels were good. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't know if she even got the pretzels because I didn't even know if I hope she did. I like the pretzels, but too. she just watched the Frenchman. And she said to me some oui, months oui. ago, no, she doesn't speak French. She said, voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Wow. Whoa. I said, no, honey, that's French for... Wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on. Your, da- your daughter said that? Well, she was in the seventh or eighth grade when she was learning French. Did she say? Okay, I got this confused. Is what, here's what you got to say to her, though. It's a song. It's a song. No, I know. I know. Yes, it is. Of I course, know. I speak a little. I speak song. a little Francais. And so this is what you say well, to her. I don't speak Francais very much. I speak Korean. Well, well oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. All right. Wow. That means uh, can you speak Korean? I cannot. Uh, but you can, and that's t- that's a harder language than French. Well, but here's what you say to her: that Jordan Clarkson speaks a little bit. He's from the Philippines, and everybody in the Philippines knows his number, by the way. And he's like the Michael Jordan of the Philippines. What's Six the number one beer in the Philippines? Me? Do you know what, what what kind of beer they drink in the Philippines? Yeah, but you don't. Probably you've never heard of hops it. Hops and barley. Hops Austin, and barley. What do you think? Hops and barley rice, probably beers. I don't know. Isn't that the ingredients of beer? Sapporo. Sapporo would be the beer in uh, Japanese. I'm not quite sure what they drink because he's not a drinker. He's a player. Eric, you're the best, buddy. Thanks for calling it. You called after game one, too, didn't you? I did. And uh, I don't need a free T-shirt. I'm just telling you, my (laughs) daughter had a great time watching the Utah Jazz. We're grateful. The Clippers Tushy. Well, yeah, way, I we like it. Go to Lake. Now we got to go to Lakeside Maple Center where I guess LeBron's doing some extra workouts in there. Some sweeping the floors. I don't know what you call it, but uh, <laughs> Le- 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 LeBron's in there uh, on his summer job. He's yeah. on sanitation he's duty. On. He's got his own so- charter in Alaska. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, Thanks man. for wow. the call. Appreciate That's it, awesome. Buddy. Have a good night. Uh, when I said LeBron was the greatest of all time, yeah, I meant oh, oh, greatest oh. Lundy? janitor See? of all time. He's backpedaling. No, you guys didn't specify. You are backpedaling. Like logic to me. Yes. Okay. Could you see Michael Jordan working a side summer job? Yeah, it's called the, the Washington Wizards. Did you not see Space Jam? <laughs> right. Well, that's. I'm about to see another one. Unfortunately, are you going to see it? Really? And and uh, what? This uh, we're getting way off in the weeds. Eric, speaking of weeds, thanks for calling him. Eight five five three four zero zone. A A Ron, let's see how thirsty or dehydrated you are tonight, sir. Hey, what's up, man? Lost my voice again. There All you right. go. You were at the game, I'm guessing. <laughs> yep, went to game two. I took my son, fourteen years old, man. Such an experience. 
That's awesome. That's and you went you went tonight so, as well, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, this is our first game for the yeah, and uh, for this year, and we went in 2017. And last year, we were lucky enough to win something on the Utah Jazz and got to be in the bubble. Wow! In the playoffs. Were you on and the so were you we, on the screen like on a, a Zoom call or something? Or, or, or? exact? Oh, yeah, okay. We, got right, to, right. we jo- joined in, and I, I'm calling that as being there. You know what For I sure. mean? For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And so I'm gonna get the. We got a picture. We were right behind the hoop. I'm gonna get a print it out, put it on a shirt, and then we're gonna have a whole <laughs> whole line of them. And we we're lucky enough to get a red shirt today, so we got all the colors. And I mean, it's. We're witnessing history, like I said last time, and we're breaking history. Yeah, that's the theme out there on the TV set, break history, for sure. And we are doing that. I'm glad you and your son had a moment there because uh, I remember being here during the finals with my dad. I went to a game in 96. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, shout out, by the way, to the Stauffer's family of Stauffer Towing. They gave us their finals tickets. Really? Because they knew that we maybe couldn't afford them, and they were really nice to us, and so me, my dad, and a couple of my brothers, we got to go to that first game, game three of the first first year in the final. And I bet it made you a fan for life. Well, I was already a fan, but what I I don't really remember much of that game, but I remember being there with my dad. And so, uh, Aaron, I'm glad you and your son. And that's will when have you that saw moment. that horrible player that you absolutely hate, number 23, yeah. Michael Jordan. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the non-goat. A, he's okay. And that, that's how I grew up too. My dad taking me to games. I'm 38, been a fan for life. And, you know, like when I was younger, my dad, you know, like hang me upside down and do the YMCA with my legs. Wow. That's, that's really crazy. cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, just like, yeah, but memories like that that I shared with my dad, like you're saying, I've been a fan for life. And to hear people call in and say this is their first time at a playoff game because the the noise and the energy, I mean, it it's, it's an experience for anyone to go and enjoy. Thanks for the call, Aaron. Absolutely. Glad you had that uh, that moment with your son. Absolutely right. What a great moment. 855-340-ZONE. The lines are lit. Let's keep it rolling. Weed's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, v. Is it V? Just V? V dropped. Oh, okay. Sorry, oh. V calls back. So from uh, Aaron, then we go to Casey. Casey. Casey's What's up, Casey? up on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Hey. Hey, 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 you guys hear me? We Yo, got yeah. you. Yeah. We got you, man. Yeah, I, what's what's going on? <laughs> oh, man, I haven't had much beer weed as these guys. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what's I, up? So, to be fair, Aaron yeah. Aaron was sober. I know. I'm just having fun. He had fun. to drive home with his son. I'm uh, just having fun. Eric well, at home in Bountiful. You, I don't know what's up with that. What's fella, up? But I love his calls, hey. and I hope he calls hey, back. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> you know what? He actually gathered himself pretty nicely. He did. He's kind of a poet. Eric, he was, that. Yeah, yeah. that was a fun call. That was good. So, Casey, where'd you watch this game tonight? Oh, my main man, uh, kindergarten best friend, biggest jazz fan in the world. He's great. He's uh, David Locke's better. He probably better look out. Mike's oh. pretty good, but no, I, I, <laughs> we did not miss one. We did not miss one game this entire season so far. Oh wow! So anyway, I, I got to say, I did not know you were doing this. I did not know there was the the playoff. Uh, where you been? Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I listen every day. Nice. And I just, I didn't know. I guess 
after mm. the games. I hit the sack or whatever it is. But yeah. I got to say, it's incredible how there is an average increase in intelligence by the removal of a couple of big show personalities. Wow. <laughs> wow, Casey. I, wow. I know they're sleeping, so I'm not worried. No, they're, they're great. I love Jake and Gordon. but uh, Who do you love more, Jake or Gordon? Austin. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, I, I mean, yeah. What? What? Yeah, you love God I, first. That's the greatest of all commandments. Love, love God, and then uh, you love thy neighbor. But which neighbor do you love more? You know what? I'm being completely honest. Their 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 little beef with each other, uh, <laughs> it gets annoying at times. And you're the only sane person in the house. So. Wow, that's <laughs> hey, awesome. I I will tell you though, Casey, it has gotten. So much better since Gordon came back to studio. You were right about that. So uh, you were there for a while oh, there. Sure. It was tough, but they're now back in studio, and they got through it. And the, the, now they're together again, and the you marriage know, is going to make it. You're absolutely right, and um, I love them both. I always have. But I Jake love one of them. Kid, since you know when you were running that show while Jake was having his baby. It was some great big show. It was awesome having the guests, and there just wasn't this weird bickering going on. <laughs> and I, I, want, I actually called in a couple of times, but nobody answered because I just didn't want to share that. Where it's like, man, I think that uh, I think you might need to talk to some upper management and take both their jobs. But wow, Casey, <laughs> I, 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 this is you've got me in an awkward spot because I appreciate oh, the compliments, but no, those are my no. those are my brothers. Those I, are my I guys, know. and they I've I learned. Know. I have forgot. They have forgotten more about good radio than I'll ever be able to remember or, or learn how to do. So, I, but I do appreciate the nod. Yeah, it's true, and I, I loved Gordon's little shout out to you and when he first got there. You know, talking about giving you a little bit of power. So, I didn't <laughs> want to give you too much or nothing like that. Just you know, just the right amount. Well, no, I, I did appreciate those two weeks that you ran it, and it, it was really great. Thanks, buddy. Well, thanks for calling well, in, and uh, call us after game well, three too. I, I did want to say one more thing. I love all the extra jazz players we have on the floor. Actually, they only allow five. Yeah, well, you know, you got Patrick Beverly picking up uh, (laughs) Donovan Mitchell right before he hits a big three. If he had not lifted him off the floor, I don't think uh, Donovan would have had that three. (laughs) And then you got... You got Ty Lu, who's doing a couple of things for us. He's not coaching very well. And then clapping have you have you noticed how much he claps after a jazz three <laughs> I haven't seen it yeah i'll have to take uh, it, a look it happened twice tonight and he had his hands in the pocket for most of game one he had the jazz best substitution decisions of the night that's for sure i can only imagine yeah he's, he's ty Lue is really hooking the jazz up and Kawhi leonard had a and, shot late in the game that i swear was point shaving Oh, right. Bounced off the, the iron, right the, at the front the, of the, the iron. rebound in the air, shoot it right at the bottom of the rim again when yeah. no one was around you. you I know, think but... I was trying to do a trick shot. <laughs> Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah, and then he's had a couple of double juggles in that first game when he had that travel call, or the no-call travel, where he jumped twice with the ball. Yeah, careful Everybody with the double the juggles. <laughs> yeah, and then, he, and, then, and then Royce had that, like, he went for the ball and careful Kawhi too. jumped like three or four times with the ball on one foot and it was a foul on Royce somehow, which whatever both teams. Well, you know, I, you know, I don't get on the refing thing. People are going to, I can tell. Still, yeah, not at all. Not <laughs> you're one. Not, you're, not a, all. you're not a ref no. hater. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not. Like, yeah. it, it, both teams are going to say the same thing. So yeah, whatever, sure. pick your poison. It is what it is. I think they do as good a job as they can. Jazz do have a little bit 
tougher time, at, you know, in, in some spots, given the whole small market. All I'm right. Either, right? Yep. Wink, yep. wink. Hey, thanks. Thanks for taking my call and have a great night. Thanks, thanks man. Casey. Call again. You, we, we would love to have you back. I don't get on the reps at all. But <laughs> the same way, man. No, we we are all the same way. I think, I think every fan of every team is the same way. I I'm I'm the same way even when the teams I hate get taken by the referees. Right, right, I just, of course. I just I I I'm I'm a baseball fan, mm-hmm. and there's no worse officiating on the planet than the home plate umpires that they've got currently at the major league baseball it's blue call them blue they they only see the color blue i think because they're not seeing anything well the strike zone is non-existent depending on who's up there it it's, changes it's, every time it's gross it's and amorphous huh so it's amorphous yeah the yeah, strike yeah zone it's just const- constantly like amoeba-ing it's like a dancing starfish that's been Lundy, run over by you, a uh, semi-truck are yeah. you uh I hate the refs depending on who it is or are you just kind of like they all make mistakes. Um I watch a lot of Pac-12 so I kind of hate the <laughs> oh, refs no matter who they are. Oh, here we go. Okay. So <laughs> sure. I'm jaded. I like glasses though. Do you like glasses? Oh, glasses ref is the greatest. He's hey, he's good. Speaking of the refs, what was up with that jump ball with the ref? He was like scared to throw the ball up that For he real. he had to talk to the other ref and then he oh, it's good. I'm good there. I'm good. And then he started to get ready to throw it up. Then he got scared again and went and talked to the other ref. For real. I uh I think he was trying to say, "Hey, you want to throw the ball? I really <laughs> don't want to do this." I I honest, so they usually do the sometimes when there's a big uh call in a game, especially playoff game, they'll have a pool reporter where they'll grab one beat reporter and have them talk to the referees. Really? And the referees have prepared questions or they get the questions ahead of time so the referees know how to answer it. Hmm. I wish they would have done that tonight just for that, only because I I really want to know what the hell was happening there. I think they were discussing after game dinner plans. It, hey, look, man, you know, uh, this guy wants he, he wants pizza, but I'm kind of feeling Indian food. Do you want maybe, maybe maybe you want Chinese? I know. What what are you feeling tonight? No. OK, let me go check with him really quick. It looked like Scott Foster <laughs> was lost and he's like, will you find my home for me? It, I know. In was all sad. seriousness, I don't think he wanted to throw the ball up. <laughs> he was trying to get and Look, man, look, if you if you want to throw this jump ball, I'll give you an extra 10. 855-340-ZONE. Jared, Bruce, and Jordan, hold on. Spencer is back with us. Now, is this Spencer 1, number 2, or Spencer 3, Alex? What are we looking at? We don't know. Spencer, you're up. Yeah, what's going on, guys? This is your first time calling in tonight, correct? Hey, Spencer. Yeah, it is. This is my first time calling in tonight. And what are your thoughts on Game 2, sir? So, Game 2. So, uh... I want to go to the fourth quarter, about seven minutes there, and, well. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, so Kawhi scores. He makes his little three-foot dunk. dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Donovan scores, and then Reggie Jackson goes off, right? He hits a three, and then Donovan loses the ball. Patrick steals it from him, right? Correct. And then Reggie Reggie scores another three-point shot. Mm-hmm. And then Quinn calls timeout, right? That's right. Down two. Okay. That's where the Clippers took that lead, yes. Yep. Okay, now my question is, and I, they show it on ESPN, did you guys see when Donovan went over to the bench and he's got all that space in the world, right? 
there's usually not space like that. And he goes and he kicks the chair like, boom. I didn't see that. No, I didn't either. So, yeah. So they show it on ESPN. And then, like, because it was, it happened during commercial break. And then they showed a quick clip of it. And then I was just watching Sports Center tonight. And he goes and kicks the chair. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, did anyone see that? Because I didn't hear in, about, I didn't hear anyone ask him about it in the press conference or nothing. It's interesting because uh, obviously the the reporters that are on those zooms, they're either here in the building watching the game live. Or they're in the building watching the game on the arena feed, right. not the ESPN broadcast feed that you see at home. Same with us okay. here in the Zone Studio. We're watching the Jumbotron's feed yeah. on our TVs here in the lounge, not the TV okay. broadcast. So if those little jump cuts, those edits that you see during free throws where they are showing a replay or showing Donovan go to the bench, we don't see that. We just see uh, during dead balls, we just see the court. You know? Oh yeah! So like, we didn't see that, no. Yeah, he walked over there and he kicks a chair because he was pissed off, right? And it's like, man, I've I've been waiting all night to hear or to ask or to hear someone talk about it, and I've been waiting for people to to see it on Twitter, but it's nowhere. Hmm. Well, I t- I'll, anyway. I'll tell you what I if that if that happened, I didn't see it either, but I like it. He realized that he had messed up. And he went over and he's showing emotion. He's like, I can do better than that. Let's go. And oh, see, yeah. I don't he- like it because I'm a I'm a pro chair person. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, he went and kicked that thing. Someone's got to ask him about it. Why did you kick the chair, chair Don? <laughs> yeah, what the chair do to you, friend? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, then- Spencer. Yeah, thanks. Eight five five three four zero. Eight five five three four zero zone. Uh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that Later either. Later in the game, he hurt his leg. I don't know. Keep oh, an eye I, on that. I see what you did there. Keep an eye on it. Hmm. Remember when Ennis Cantor punched a chair and broke his arm? Remember when, when uh, Carlos Boozer fell over a box? That's not what happened. And broke his, like, what was it, his wrist or something? Well, that's what he said happened. It's, that's what I'm talking turned about. Turned out that's not what right. really happened. I think it happened. Remember when Robert Whaley's three-year-old son was... Uh, a ninja knife master and cut his hand, <laughs> and it turned out he actually got in a bar fight. <laughs> Remember Empire Strikes Back? What? Exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 855-340-Zone. We've had a lot. We've had Eric, Aaron, and Spencer man. with some interesting comments, and what you just said was the weirdest I'll tell. One. I'll tell you what, man. Jazz fans are partying, and I like it. They are happy tonight. Now, if this is Jordan Kennard back on the show again, I'm calling a marriage counselor post-haste because we appreciate you calling in, bud. You're part of the show. You're like the fourth host here. But your wife deserves a little more Jordan time, friend. Hey, everybody. Yep, it's me again. <laughs> yes. And, um, I'm Team Danielle. You know, is Danielle fine my with this? My wife is at work. Daniela. at work. Oh, okay. Oh, so you got the house to yourself. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, All right. She has the crappy, the crappy... Um, so she works night shifts on Wednesday through, um, Saturday night. So what does she do for work? Yeah. She's a manager at Amazon. Oh, wow. Oh, in a warehouse. Wow. So actually, you know what? We probably, uh, my, my wife and my uh, bank account probably goes right to yours. Look, Jordan, uh, I, I need to know 
where is my kiss poster that I ordered? <laughs> it hasn't uh, shown up yet. I need to know. You know what? <laughs> Call your wife. Say, hey, where is it? I'm well, just she's kidding. a little too important that she won't answer my phone, but I can ask her to talk to you tomorrow if you give me your number. No, sure, man. No, no, yeah. no, no one, no one needs a kiss poster. Certainly, no one needs a kiss poster that badly. Okay, and it's an insane clown posse. And you have. <laughs> Too much kiss stuff already, Johnny Lightfoot. No. <laughs> yes. You stop right now. Gene Simmons is like, that's a little much. Um, <laughs> calm it down over there. All that's right, Jordan, good. what are your uh, What's thoughts, up, buddy? buddy? Yeah, so one comment and one question. Uh, comment is um, – actually, the comment's a question as well. I was Ooh. talking with my cousin um, while we were watching the game and seeing Bogdanovich doing really, really good defense. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we knew that he was struggling a little bit earlier this year with defense, uh, especially I remember against Jimmy Butler when we played them in Miami. But uh, he made a comment because apparently he was listening to something. I don't remember where he got this information, but he said that apparently Bogdanovich was actually very, very good on defense the last year he was with Indiana. Like he was guarding the other team's best players. Do you guys know, like, or remember any stats about that where Bogdanovich was really good? If that is the case, he's just pulling it out right at the perfect time. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I didn't follow. The only time I ever checked in on Pacers basketball was the two times they played the Jazz. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with all the other all the other stuff we got to cover here on the zone, I didn't follow Pacers that closely. Right. We don't so time. I don't know the answer, but uh, it would be interesting to go back through some of the, like the Raptor ratings for those years on the on the defensive end and see what Bogey ranked, and pull up some old game tapes, some old fourth quarters, uh, and see who's guarding who in those final moments for the Pacers. I'm not sure. Well, if he didn't do anything back in the Pacers days, I'm sure it's Quinn Snyder teaching defense because he he preaches defense to everybody, and probably Bogey's getting it. I, and you know what? I I, I believe this. I believe. They, everyone on that roster not named Rudy Gobert has an opportunity to be better defenders because they can overextend, they can take chances, they can right. gamble, knowing that Rudy will clean it up if they make a mistake. Right. And I think Bogey mm-hmm. is finally coming into that going, okay, no one's expecting me to be a, a, a shutdown defender here, so I can actually give it a little more, exert a little more energy, and if I overextend, if I make a mistake, Rudy's there to clean it up. Yeah, I agree. And uh, my second question here, um, I got a little jealous uh, hearing Spencer talking about how he won tickets. Ah. I need to know how I can get better luck at calling in because every time I call in, my phone is acting up because I need to win some tickets for my brother. Uh, He's a big jazz fan as well. Never been to a jazz game or playoffs. And uh, I prefer not to have to give more plasma to Buy the tickets myself. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. how I've been getting so the tickets. Here's here's Lloyd Cole's cell phone number. You ready? You got a pen? <laughs> well, hold on. He said he said the first problem is his phone is acting up. So it sounds like we need to get you a new phone, and then you'll have better Maybe. luck calling. But <laughs> what you need do to do that. is just bug Austin on the uh, on the big show from two to six every day except the weekends, and just say, "Hey, where's my <laughs> tickets? Where's my tickets? Where's my tickets?" He'll give in. Yeah. The thing is that I would love to do that, and I'd do it on Twitter or phone calls, but I actually want to still be on the good side of Austin. One of my favorites. No one's on the good side of Austin. That's he not hates, true. He hates everybody and everything. That is not true. Just because I hate you doesn't mean everyone gets hated. 
So I think he doesn't hate the people who worship him like those who are calling in right now. So. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, well, uh, I I wish you luck. I can't manipulate the contest. Obviously, I want to keep I my gig. But, but if, I, if you were to win tickets, I would have no objection. How about right. that? That's right. I'll try harder. There are and, some and who would. There are some work. who would call in. I'd be like, "Hey, who's this?" And they'd say, "I'd be like, oh, nope, you're not the winner.'" And I'd hang up. So. <laughs> the, the only word of the only word of advice I can really give you on that is just listen to all the shows because all of them have tickets to give away on certain days, and they do. That's that's the best bet. Jordan, you're the best, uh, and uh, thanks. We'll talk to you after Game Three. I'm sure, right? For sure. All right, buddy. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Eight five five three four zero zone. Keep it rolling. They've been waiting a long time. Let's go right now to Bruce. Thanks for calling in to Jazz Playoff Overtime. What do you got for hey, us, Bruce? Hey, Bruce. Hey, it's awesome to be on the line again. I was on Tuesday. You guys are going to make me into a night owl or something. We I love it. Uh, that's we love good. It. <laughs> hey, a uh, couple comments about uh, a little Jazz uh, fan history. Uh, I was at the uh, game where Stockton broke the record for assists. And also for the steals, so nice. that was wow, awesome. That's cool. That was cool. And uh, and then a little memory from uh, jazz history when Shaq slapped the Oster tag across sure. the face. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, but anyway, I did see Donovan kicking the chair on ESPN. So yeah, yeah. Uh, our guy Daniel Chavez, Daniel Chavez just yeah. uh, sent us a video on Twitter of it, and it was quite the kick. It was a, that was aggressive. Uh, but, if if I did that, HR would call. I wonder if they're going to have a yeah. meeting with Donovan. I doubt it. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, that's workplace violence. There. What did the chair well, do? Well, we got to <laughs> we got to protect that foot too. You know. <laughs> yep, for sure. That, and that's his right ankle on that foot. P.S. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh boy. Be smarter. Well, anyway, my my main uh, question is. Uh, you know, you have a official review. If you're successful, why in the heck not uh, get another chance for a, another review in the future in that game? It's interesting, yeah. Uh, kind of like I, the I NFL. If you challenge and uh, you're right, you keep that, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Seems like that that's the thing to do. The problem would be the, uh, the referees are so bad that you could probably challenge time and time and time again <laughs> and the game would go for 19 hours. It's but. almost there now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, you got a point there. And then just a shout out to you guys. Um, uh, it's really cool to hear the conversation going on while you're on hold, so you can know when to speak. <laughs> so uh, that's that's a great way to do it. But thanks so much. I sure enjoy your program. Thank oh, you, thank Bruce. You. Thanks for staying up late with us. Okay, Austin. Better highlight: Shaq slapping Ostertag or Barkley bouncing the ball off Shaq's head. Uh, Barkley bounced the ball off Shaq's head because I, I like Ostertag. Ostertag was very, very misunderstood, and he was a very – Ostertag uh, had some uh, uh, issues that sure. in today's game are accepted, and there's help for him, and there weren't back then. He was a big guy that hated basketball, but he was big, and so he and he was talented, so he was forced into a living of make, of playing basketball – that created depression, that created mm-hmm. self-hate, that then lashed out into childish behavior. He was misunderstood, and I think he gets a bad rap. And Shaq 
is overrated, according to Jake Scott. So, <laughs> so I'm team tag. So do you think Ostertag would do better in today's NBA than he did back in the, the late 90s NBA? No, I think I think today Greg Ostertag would be able to not have to be a basketball player. Does that make sense? You like fries with that? I think no, no. He's a he's a he's a very smart person. Of course he is. I'm just I'm having he fun. He runs a here, very but. successful ranch now, the, and I think that uh, I think that with today's resources and more acceptance and tolerance of things like depression, sure, he could get help. He could get that in a healthy avenue and go. I don't have to be a basketball player to be happy. Or he, can, or he could get that help and become even a better basketball player than he was. Maybe so. Right. 855-340-ZONE. Jared, thanks for waiting so long, my friend. What's going on? Yeah, guys, I just wanted to give you – I just want to call in. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Um, few things. Uh, one thing I love, the Jazz are getting meaningful minutes from 9 deep right now or more. Like, me, Ioni. You know, sometimes people are getting mad about that, but that guy's playing killer defense, you know. Everybody that's coming in, and, you know, the Clippers don't have that. Um, being in the arena, Joe Ingles is the unsung hero of this team. He he is directing everybody which way. His basketball IQ is just off the charts. And then, you know, the final thing, you know, the more PG gets mad, about the way the fans are treating him, this, that, and the other, the more he becomes a black hole, and that is just better for the Jazz. And this is all without our all-star point guard. Good that thoughts. Good points, that is Bruce. True. Uh, Braxton, good, good point. Or Jared, sorry. Jared. Braxton's next. Jared, thanks for the, the call. Good points. And uh, DJ, I heard him lamenting uh, either yesterday, well, now it would be Wednesday morning, uh, about the overrated chance and how he thought – that's a dangerous slope for Jazz yes, fans to go down. Is. That's going to get Paul George going. And to Jared's point, Paul George just made some bad decisions tonight instead. He did. So maybe uh, DJ was wrong there, but he might be right another day. I, The more I get, the older I get, the more I, soft I get, I guess I should say, is why do you have to cheer against the other team, not just for your team? But I'm never going to be the guy to tell fans, how to do things unless they're crossing a line, and that's not crossing a line. So, for the record, uh, the Clippers tonight played ten players deep. Jazz went nine deep. And in the in the uh, playoffs, you want depth, but mm-hmm. you want depth with experience. Correct. And Ty Lue played two, maybe three lineups tonight for the first time this season, which is something you should only do when there's injury. Not you should not in the second round of the playoffs. Go with a lineup you've never played unless correct. there's injury that forces yeah, you into that. And for the record, uh, we played four bench players tonight, and three of them goose-egged. Three bench players? Three bench players came up with zero points. For, the only, wait, the Clippers had zero bench points? No, us. The, the only, Jazz had zero bench no, points? No, 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 no. They had – look, Clarkson scored 24. The other three bench players oh. scored zero. I got you. Well, only played. Come on, five, keep up, man. Only played five <laughs> minutes and didn't shoot. Only played five minutes and went zero for zero on everything. Favors played twelve minutes and didn't uh, had one field goal attempt. Right. Niang uh, played nine minutes and went zero for four. Not a good night for George Niang. No. Who has him on their fantasy team for this uh, round? You probably. I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Eight five five three four zero zone. Bronco, hold on. Taylor, hold on. 
Braxton's been holding longer. Hi, Braxton. Welcome to Jazz Pipe Overtime. Hey, guys. It's great to be on the show. First time caller, long time listener. Make sure it's not the last time for either of those, and you'll be welcome back. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to come on this show and talk about how great our team chemistry is. We could see that tonight's game. We were falling up on shots, and you could see that that Clippers team chemistry wasn't really falling for them. You're you're right about that. The team chemistry for the Jazz is unbelievable, and I believe there is some chemistry problems with the Clippers. I I believe there's some – I don't know if it's power struggles. I'm not sure what's going on, but there's something definitely going on well, there. I'm, Locke came on uh, the big show on Wednesday like he does every Wednesday at 5, and last year Locke was one of the first, and I mean this, first in the NBA world to have insight into the Clippers' locker room problems. And you remember they were great. They right. were grand problems that mm-hmm. the locker room had for the LA Clippers. And he came on Wednesday yesterday, I guess two days ago now, and said that it seems the Lakers or the Clippers have solved their locker room problems. I disagree with that. I don't think so. Because uh Ivatsa Zubots said in his media availability that same day, very coyly and kind of sarcastically that Ty Lu doesn't play favorites and he treats everybody the same yeah. on the roster, and that could not possibly be true. Uh, <laughs> no, that can cause problems right there. Given the fact that the yeah. only reason uh, Kawhi Leonard and chose also, to play for the Clippers was because they were willing to do things for him that they wouldn't be willing to do for any other player. Well, I think I think some other problems will occur when uh, your two superstars, your 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 big guys on the team, can choose what games they want to sit out and what games they want to play. I think that would upset anyone else on the team and as well. And it's not just games that the load management has applied to. Right. It's practices it's and practices. workouts yeah. and training sessions. That was, you know, if I'm if I'm the 12th man on the roster and I'm busting butt to, you know, to get play time and I'm doing everything I can, coming early, staying late, and then my other guys are going, ah, I don't think I'm going to make rehe- a rehearsal. Yeah. I'm not going to make practice today. Well, you remember that moment in the Mavericks series for the Clippers where Rajon Rondo looked at Kawhi Leonard after the game and was like, what the bleepity bleep were you thinking and doing? Right. Kawhi Leonard's one of the top five guys in the NBA. Rajon Rondo's a journeyman point guard who's serviceable, but he's he's not really on the hierarchy, the pecking order of NBA stars to not go anymore. up to Kawhi Leonard. But the reason he feels like he can is because he puts in all this work and Kawhi Leonard just shows up when he wants to. Right, and that's going to cause problems in the locker room. Yep, probably so. I can hear him. Thanks, Braxton. 855-340-ZONE. It sounded like Braxton was telling someone, I'm on the phone with the oh, zone. Oh, okay, here. I got you. 855-340-ZONE. Taylor is up next on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Sup? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? What's up? We we are up at uh, almost 2 a.m., so we're feeling great. We're doing great. We're yeah, halfway to awesome. the record. Keep we're going. going. We're going. That's awesome. I am a also long-time listener, first-time caller. Um so um, my first thing I want to say, uh, the tickets guy, I can't remember his name a second ago, reminded me. So I listen like during the day a lot sure. to Hanson Scotty and who all the stuff they use. <laughs> so I'm 24. I'm a little on the younger side and they always use like old movies, yeah, man. 80s movies. Yep. It's because they're using some newer content. I, so here's so I, can, the, I say that to Hanson Scotty quite often because I'm about 10 to 12 years their their junior. And there's uh-huh. they they are uh, I'm an old millennial 
and they're old Xers. Does that make sense? So we kind yeah. of have some overlap, but not a lot. And especially when it comes to movies, they have seen and TV shows, they have seen stuff that I've heard of but never saw because I'm 10, 12 years their junior. Likewise, there's stuff out there that I've seen and they've never seen. But for the most part, I'm actually really impressed with the collective uh, knowledge here on The Zone from the oldest at 91 years old of Gordon Monson to the youngest <laughs> of uh, 15 years old of Eric Jensen. There's a lot of interweaving of pop culture and knowledge there. Yeah, yeah. I've written down a couple of movies. I couldn't even tell you which ones, but that I heard them talk about. And Hans or Scotty's like, oh, my gosh, I love that movie. And I've never even heard of it. So it's fun, but it would be Well, nice here's my advice, Taylor. Don't watch anything Hans tells you to. Uh, I second that. Watch, and I mean this, watch everything Scotty recommends. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, I am an Aggie, so I appreciate most <laughs> of the things that Scott says. There you go. Um, so my comment and, and question real quick about the jazz. Um, this does feel a little bit like a full circle moment without Mike, because a few years ago when we lost in the second round, when the jazz lost in the second round to the Rockets, mm-hmm. basically the, the starters tonight are kind of the core from that year. So for me, it's been cool to watch that because like that series against the Thunder was awesome. I went to that game when uh, Ricky had the triple double. So it's just it's been cool for me to see. But in your guys' opinion, um, when Mike comes back, like what specifically differences do you think he's going to make having him back? Interesting in the question, Taylor. Uh, I think I think we're going to see uh, less turnovers and a little you know stronger setting other players up with assists, higher assist ratio, and uh, just better ball control. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's rare that the Jazz have less assists there than their opponent, especially in a win, and that was the case tonight. They had, uh, I think, uh, yeah, four four fewer assists than the Clippers, and the Clippers are not a high a high assist team. Uh, and so you'll see that. You know what I believe you'll see a lot of uh, too is Joe Ingles will play a lot better when Mike Conley sure. is back in the lineup. Well, with Conley back in, it's... And he played fine tonight, I'm just Sure, saying, no, yeah. he played great tonight. But with Conley back, back in, it spreads the floor a little bit more. It makes you have to guard everybody because doubling up is you're going to leave someone open who can shoot a three and make a three. And that is, with Conley in, it's going to make us more dangerous. That's right. That's how I'm feeling. We'll be absolutely dangerous as soon as he's back. Now, the, the, other, the only other thing and this might be a negative. In fact, I'm going to say it as a negative. Uh, what you get from Joe Ingles is a little more height and length mm-hmm. than Mike Conley gives you on the defensive side of things. And when you look at the Clippers, they are a 6'8 team across the board. Uh, they're a long, lanky, tall team. And so on the defensive end, it might not be great for uh, Mike Conley at times. Sure. But the, the flip side of that is also with Joe Ingles is he plays better historically when he starts now not recently until tonight but uh historically he he comes out and has a better game but interesting question taylor yeah thanks for chatting guys thank Um, you and go jazz have a good one you too thanks buddy thanks taylor all right now i have mixed emotions about what i want the answer to this question to be about our next caller because i love bronco mendenhall love him I think he is – I talked about misunderstood uh, Greg Ostertag. Sure. I think Bronco Mendenhall is vastly misunderstood. 
he also did a lot of weird stuff that he has to be called on. But if this is Bronco Mendenhall on the line, I'm so excited to talk to him once again. If it's not, I'm still excited to talk to you. Bronco, are you the Bronco? No. Oh, that's okay. But I, but, but I, I love uh, Denver Broncos, have since I was eight. And, you know, anything Bronco is me. Even the Ford Bronco. Yep, they call me Sir Bronco. There we go. Sir Bronco. Fancy. Yes. Just don't get yourself a yeah. white one and drive down the highway. That's pretty good. Um, first of all, uh, Jordan is by far better than LeBron. Jordan, Ken- Jer- Jordan Kennard, our caller, I agree. Clarkson? <laughs> yeah, jo- uh, Michael Jordan. Oh, MJ. oh that way. The actor? Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan? Player. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, Clarkson's awesome. Oh, yeah. Kelly Clarkson. Definitely was a team effort tonight, and uh, I am so happy for the Jazz right now. Uh, I've liked the Jazz about as long as I've liked the Broncos. That's great. Yeah, now, the Jazz, jazz, jazz are doing... So let me play this game with oh, you, sorry. Bronco. Would you yeah. rather... Never see a Broncos game again or a Jazz game again. You got to do this to me, huh? <laughs> um, There's a right answer. You're, you're, on, with, uh, you're on Jazz playoff uh, overtime, let, Bronco. Let me, let, let me, let me ask, ask you this question. You can't ask no, a question with a question. You not, can't not answer a question with another question. Another question. You what are you, a politician? Stamp? It. <laughs> I, I'll go. I'll go with the jet. I'll go with never seeing a Broncos and listening to the Broncos. Yeah, on the radio. There, there it, it is, Broncos. Hey, you can't now, triple stamp a double stamp. Now, now call Denver Radio and switch your answer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not done here yet. Um, the, oh. the question. The question I really had for you is. Uh, Back in the day, they had the Twin Towers, uh, I mean, David Robinson and, and Duncan, Tim Duncan. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm just wondering, uh, in, in some series, if we may see Favors and Gobert together as a team on the court at, I don't, at one time. I don't think you will. I don't think so, but I, I have thought the same thought you have. I would love to see both of them being able to work together and have that Twin you Towers, saw it. but you saw they, one, yeah. you it saw didn't work. One game this year against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So if the Bucks and they've won tonight, if the Bucks right. can somehow get to the finals and the Jazz get to the finals, maybe, you might see maybe. that called for. But, uh, but it, It's just an idea I had. I yep. think it might be a good a good shot in the dark. No, it's a, it's a great idea. I've thought about that myself, but I believe when uh, Favor was here, Favor was Favors was here before. They tried that experiment a couple times, and it just did not. Tried work it for a whole season. Yeah. They did it a couple times in preseason. Uh, I, n- as well. I never saw it, but I I may have missed it. Thanks, Bronco. But anyways, thanks for taking my call. And uh, again, go Jazz. Thank thanks, you, Bronco. Sir. Uh, you said, Alex, they did it a couple times in the preseason? Yeah, they did it a few times preseason. Uh, they call it the Wasatch Front. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because the, the, <laughs> the Twin Towers were – that was David Robinson. You know, like that was that era. You can't steal that name. No. And so to kind of co-opt it and make it, like, kind of more unique to this, they like called the it the Wasatch, Wasatch Front, I like which that. I think is – you know, I mean, the Jazz, the big men here, like we've got some good nicknames. Rudy Cobert, the Stifle Tower, the greatest nickname in the current NBA. 
uh, nod to uh, Jody Genesee for he honestly he was the first to come up with that. Is there a plane driving Brilliant. through the he studio? Should've, he should have patented it. No, it's a, it's they're cleaning the concrete. Is Zamboni out there? Yeah, they're doing the Lord's work. Oh, good job. Those guys are those guys. They they polish this concrete more than I brush my teeth. Well, I was just getting worried what you guys were talking about, and then I, never mind. All right, we'll take our first break. Maybe our last break. It's two a.m. We'll, we'll see. No, keep it coming, guys. Keep calling. Coming up next is yes. our Yeah But segment. Yeah, 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 but. So the Jazz up 2-0, 117-111, but tell you about it next here on uh, Jazz Playoff Overtime. the sky i like it coming back for us here on jazz playoff overtime he's johnny i'm austin alex behind the glass lundy as he's called catch him on the saturday show every saturday every saturday 12 to 2 an aptly named show hey you know what they're gonna be on remote uh, next week where they're going to be going to granite credit union for the saturday show which location i don't know yet it's one of them tbd tbd now uh Saturday show, all of our remotes are always must attend, must go, get some stuff. But Saturday show, that's the remote you go to. You that's know why? Right. Why? Because everyone forgets that there's a Saturday show. Oh, so you're saying the best, the you best gear will still the be there? The best pickings, hmm. the, you get the best takes, and you get to tell Jake Hatch whether or not you like BYU. And then see his reaction. Well, you know what? I'm going to make sure to bring lots of Rodney Hood bobbleheads to that. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, save those for Hanson Scott. <laughs> it's, I have a bunch of them. We I should, really do. Maybe we should just ship them to the Hood family. I, I would love to do that. They I would like use to, them. I would like to put them in a box and send them to Hood and say, hey, you left these here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it is time for the Yeah Butts. Jazz, get it done. Sixth straight playoff victory. That's All six awesome. games with Donovan Mitchell in the lineup. 117-111, they go up two games to zip on the L.A. Clippers. Clippers. Uh, I'm getting silly. It's past two. So, real quick, your yeah but on the evening, Johnny. I know. You claim this is my segment, so uh, here we go. <laughs> the Jazz did great tonight, and uh, there was definitely some balanced scoring from the starters. Okay. There was one guy taking it all off of the bench, and that was uh, Jordan Clarkson. The yeah, but is we cannot have a bunch of goose eggs from George Niang and Derek Favors. We need more from the bench. Scoring, doing more rebounding, doing a little bit of everything. Because as I've said in the past, it's not going to be a win every night if they don't show up. Yeah, and by the way, you thought Niang was on my fantasy roster? He was your final pick. Of this round. Well, that's why it was my final pick. <laughs> uh, but you're right. A zero, of 0 for 7 night from, or 0 for 4 night from George Niang. Not good. Not good at we all. We can't have nine players play and only six score. Alex Lundberg, do you have a yeah but for game two for the Utah Jazz? The yeah but for me would be, you know, one of the first things that they, that Quinn Snyder said coming into this series was that there's nothing that, 
the Clippers are going to do that the Jazz haven't seen at some point this season. True. So when they throw a zone at you and your offense comes to a screeching halt, that's a big red flag to me, especially when you've been controlling the game the way that the Jazz had been controlling it. Now, obviously, with Kawhi Leonard, with Paul George, two all-stars on that Clippers roster, you're never going to just blow that team out. You're never going to run away with it. But they were controlling it, and they gave up that control when they ran into that zone. They, the the ball movement stopped, and the points stopped. And you know a lot of that credit to the Clippers because they they went from being the team that was being controlled by the Jazz to then imposing their will upon the Jazz. They they completely flipped the script and came out and just said, no, this is we're taking control of this game, we're, we're back in this game, and we're going to take the lead at some point. You know, it's, it's interesting because you're, you're right. When they, they did start playing the zone on the Jazz, it definitely shut us down. But it didn't seem like it was that long. It seemed like, I don't know, did the Jazz do something to break the zone, or did they just stop playing the zone? I think there were a few substitutions that kind of – yeah, and I, and I saw some different passing decisions after that after that timeout from the Jazz. Yes. Okay. Uh, sooner, when the when that uh, when the zone would collapse and kind of because they were doing this shade zone, where it wasn't just staying in their zone. They were doing like Venn diagram zones. Sure. Well, the balls stop, and so as they the start, movement stop as they the start to converge. That's when you get the pass. You get a skip pass. You get a bounce pass. And I saw some better, quicker decisions. So you think the Jazz broke the zone? I don't know that they broke it, but they worked with it. They worked. They, they worked adapted. around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, okay. They survived it. I'm glad they did. Uh, my yeah, but I already shared what Gordon Monson would be about the missed free throws. It was not a great night from the line for the Jazz. But my yeah, but goes to this. Reggie Jackson's season high cannot be matched in a game that you have a 21-point lead in. You cannot allow Reggie Jackson, who averages 10.7 points a game, to go off for 29. You can't. Oh, I totally agree with this. You've got to hold that lower. If you want to, if you want, if he, uh, a go off night for Reggie Jackson against the Utah Jazz should be no more than 17 points. 29 is what he had tonight? Yeah. Yep. And it's, it matches his season high he had against Detroit back on uh, April 14th. You're a better defensive team than to let Reggie Jackson go for 29. Well, if you if you take the score away, you don't look at the score, and you just look at the, the stat lines, this looks like a Clippers win. They uh, out-rebounded the Jazz by one. Offensive rebounds, the Jazz only had two to the Clippers' seven. Steals, six for the Clippers, four for the Jazz. Assists, 19 to 15 for the Clippers. Blocks was even. Uh, turnovers, the Jazz had 14 to their 11. Wow. So you well, look at those stats, it it really looks like a Clipper win. Yeah, when you have a 21-point lead, you're going to win the game if you don't let Reggie Jackson go off. You're right. So You're right. There's our yeah buts. We'll come back on the other side, have a little fun, and put a positive note on uh, the Jazz Playoff Overtime Show with our fantasy scores. Game one for us in the series, who is... Uh, doing well, and who is not looking to catch up to Johnny Lightfoot, who has a sizable lead again from from the first oh, series. Yeah, right, right, right. It's right, right. currently four ninety seven team Lightfoot, three seventy seven team Horton, two ninety one team Lundy. 
So we'll get uh, an updated score on that on the other side here on Jazz Playoff Overtime. The Utah Jazz. Donovan Spider Mitchell has been fantastic. The Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi Leonard. A ninja. Catch every second of every moment of jazz basketball on the Zone Sports Network as Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert battle Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers for a spot in the Western Conference Finals. Your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. The Zone, Jazz Playoff Overtime with Austin Horton, Lundy behind the glass, Johnny Lightfoot, and I'm a little afraid of this next uh, segment here, Austin. I think I may be losing the lead. It is time to uh, play fantasy. Yeah, I think, ooh. Go to fantasy land here. Oh, I like that. It's after it's after dark. Let your mind wander a bit here. Alice we, in Wonderland. As we share some fan. Okay, now it got weird. It got weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we have this uh, weird, uh, wonky scoring system that I came up with on the fly on one commercial break several years ago, where you add points, rebounds, and assists. You minus personal fouls and turnovers, and then that's the player's score for the game. We each take turns. We draft six players from the collective rosters of the two teams for 18 total players. And uh, round one, Johnny blew us out of the water. I I had Ja Morant, and all he does is score fantasy points. I uh, Beginner's luck. So the round two began with the score 497 for you, 377 for me, and Alex, who unfortunately had to pick last first round at 291. Mm-hmm. Good news is for Alex, he went first this round. I again picked second, and you picked last, Johnny. Correct. And after game two, which is game one for us tonight, here's how the totals now stand Team Johnny, 66 points tonight. Oh. Including a minus two from George Niang, a <laughs> zero from Rajon Rondo, brutal, and a one from Zubots. I took Rondo, really? Yes. Uh, well, with the 15th. Can I trade him? <laughs> Alex came in second tonight, including a 23 from Kawhi, 26 from Gobert, and 23 from Clarkson, but a 1 from Kennard, a 3 from Beverly, and a minus 5 from Derek Favors. Ooh, ouch. It's for 71. And Team Horton came in first because Mitchell, 32. And I ha- somehow picked Reggie Jackson, who ended up with a 32 tonight. That 17 a- from Bogey, 0 from Conley, obviously. 20 from Marcus Morris, and 12 from Nicholas Batum. Your uh, Reggie Jackson was a sneaky pick. It was. And so the uh, running total now is Johnny 563, Austin 490. Ooh, you're gaining. And Alex 362. Wow, this could be a we could have a turnover by the next game. We might, we might, we might. Yeah. All right, so there you go. That's our fantasy scores. No one cares about it but me. So, well, I guess you guys like it. I care about it, but uh, everyone out there is like, "What are you talking about?" I don't know what it means, but I just care about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, if if I lose, I won't bring it up again. If I win, I'll never not bring it up. I, you know, I do expect <laughs> that from you. I this is exactly what it's going to be, Alex. It's going to be. 
Al, uh, Horton loses. Ah, oh, this is the stupidest thing ever. We never need to do it again. If he wins, this is the greatest thing on earth. If Check I, out what I did. If I lose, it's bad radio. That's what it is. No. It's good radio. <laughs> we didn't quite make it to uh, four, uh, four uh, in the morning. No, but we're getting there. But we're getting there later We can just keep talking. We did have 15 callers tonight. We had 16, but only 15 made it on the air. Mm. So our thanks to Jordan, Robin. Actually, we had 17. Jordan, Robin, Spencer, Eric, Spencer, Eric, Aaron. Uh, someone that I crossed out because they didn't make it on air. V? Casey. Oh, yeah, V. Casey, Spencer, Jordan, Bruce, Jared, Braxton, Taylor, and Bronco, not Mendenhall. Thank you for calling in and sharing with us. We'll be back after game three Saturday night. Jazz, Clippers, what time is pregame, Alex, the producer, Saturday night? Tip-off is at 6.30, so I believe pregame's at 5.30. We'll count it. 5.30, 97.5 for pregame Saturday night. And I'm guessing 11 to 11.30, somewhere in there, we'll start Jazz playoff overtime. Amazing. Guessing. Amazing. We'll get in there. But for Johnny Lightfoot and Alex Lundberg, I'm Austin Horton. Enjoy your Friday and uh, have a good weekend. We'll be back on Saturday. Tomorrow. See ya. Tomorrow. Go Jazz.